three hours of the regular show on Terrestrial Radio, and you wanted a little bit more, so that's why you found the Gun Talk After Show podcast, where we saved all the best things that we can't say on regular radio. Now, here's Tom, Michelle, and Jim for the Gun Talk After Show. Hi, it's the After Show, where we gather together to talk about things that just can't be broadcast at all. All right, Jim Kinsey running the board over there, and Michelle Cleland running the, uh, what do you run anyway, Michelle? Uh, phones, I guess. And, phones? And, yeah. Now my, run, my thoughts and opinions now. <laughs> you run interference is what you do. Yeah. She, yeah. she runs an eight-minute mile, too, so that's pretty good. Oh, okay. Woo. Oh. Boy. Thanks. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I can do an eight-minute mile, but I do it in my car, so that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Slightly different. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit different thing. Exactly. Hey, we got a hometown caller. We do. Hometown. Okay. Oh, I see that. PJ is in Toledo, Ohio, just probably just down the street from you guys. Hey, PJ. I was calling in um, regards to when I first tuned in when you were talking about the uh, what your opinion was with the problem with uh, how the media is, is kind mm-hmm. of controlling the narrative. Right. Regarding uh, publicizing and making you know these things, these big grand events. Right. And... I, I think it goes more to a. I, I believe that it's it's about controlling language. It's about controlling like how we have to be described, and everything has to be identified as divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in an armed society is a polite society. Well, um, generally, I mean, I understand the concept behind it, but clearly, we have some folks that are not real polite have guns. So well, you know what. what I would offer that 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when Robert Heinlein first wrote that concept, an armed society is a polite society, that was probably more true than it is today. And I guess we're going, we circle back around to what has changed? In my, my humble opinion, I believe it's we have a society of children that have been raised up in front of televisions instead of parents. Yep. I yep. believe yep. God's left the, uh, it's left, it's left the home. It's a narrative where we're being manipulated into, instead of fathers being in the home and raising their children, um, teaching right and wrong. And with the comment I made as far as an armed society, mm-hmm. it, we're, just divulged, we're just divulging into the spiral of chaos, and it's being promoted through uh, music, music television. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love you know, music, but the way they direct this... Making like us, making our children ignorant, and making us uh, accept like things that are immoral or contrary to to to, to family life. But but now, let me take the other side of that. Isn't it still up to us, the parents, to raise our children and give them the values? Are we are we trying? We certainly can't turn the values lesson over to the media or the state. And yeah, I understand that's a hard job, and you have to try to hit, do something to to fight it. But ultimately, that's up to us, isn't it? Oh, I agree. I believe it's, and, and I, I mean, you know, I'm um, I'm I'm not racist. I'm not prejudicial. But I think a lot of it happened with women's liberation. Not that I'm not for it, um, but it was like it's a, it was a trifecta. We took the mother out of the home. And put her into the workplace. So now the state collected the tax dollars. We mm-hmm. took the child that was, you know, in our, you know, as their values are being um, taught. Now they were put into the state, where the state into the public education. So they had uh, the ability to program and indoctrinate. Oh, I, I, I see. So, so we, because because the mothers are not in the home, now the children are spending more of their time out of the home. 
but 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 they were going to school anyway before you know women started working more. Well, it was it's more of it was more of a tax it's more of a tax base because we're losing you know it, it it's more of like okay now we're spending on products so now you need two horses to go to work because mom and dad now need you need two cars to go to work we got more money going into the tax base but the children aren't spending as much time with mom and dad now mm-hmm. and then couple that with the you know evolving times social media people lose their identity and build a persona to your That's comment or, you said about uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the i was actually at a gun show in canton oh north canton I think it was in 2013, my wife and I, and one table over from us, I think it's just he's described it, uh, a guy showed a firearm, discharged it, it ricocheted up and shot him in the leg. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was chaos. It's, we're to a point right now that if we allow the state or anybody to control language or you know, getting away from the Constitution, like here's a good my, a point as far as language. When you demonize and call a rifle an assault weapon, I'm ex-special operations. Um, anything I put in my hand becomes an assault weapon. <laughs> so we demonize. It's not the, the rifle, the pistol, the rock is just a tool. If we, it, I agree wholeheartedly. The more mm-hmm. we promote these and, you know, glorify, you know, these uh, having to know the names and identities of these people that go out and where they were from and what they did and right. when these mass shootings... You know, but there's a lot, I believe there's a lot more to these mass shootings because with every mass shooting, the state wants to take more of our God-given rights. Well, there's, a, there's another thing, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, there's another aspect of this that we don't talk about a whole lot. And we talk about the media and how they cover things and the government. But I think we can all agree now that we are at a point where for the most part, the general media, the mass media, is an arm of the leftist wing of the government, and it is essentially now indistinguishable from the leftist side of our government, and that, to me, represents a huge problem. I believe they're all talking points. They're a government-controlled narrative. Anyone that still believed, you know, for years, how many people knew that there was more than one shooter? with Kennedy, and it took all these years to, you know, have it declassified. You know, even looking at 9-11, that two airplanes took down three buildings, one of those buildings which just happened to be, you know, naval intelligence. You know, and then look at the owner of the building, how three-time payout with insurance, and the asbestos, just everything reeks. And I think the people are finally, they've gotten to that point where they're, they're sobered up and say, wait a minute, this is a you know, somebody can't be pouring down your neck and, you know, pouring water down the back of your neck with a, out of a pop bottle or something and tell you when it's raining, when you look around, you can see that they're pouring that water on your neck. Well, thank you for cleaning that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can clearly tell that it's, it's not rain. I, I see you. And, oh, no, you don't. And I, it's, it's yeah. almost the media anymore is, is like Oz. And the people yeah. are like, hey, wait a minute. Yep. We see now. All right, PJ. I appreciate the call, sir. Uh, it's interesting a lot of thoughts there. Interesting deal. But, you know, we go back to saying, okay, well, what's changed? And, you know, and honestly, uh, Jim and Michelle, I've been thinking about this. And when you've got 95% of the mass media who identify as Democrats and vote Democrat, the media has become an arm of the Democrat Party. That is unbelievably powerful. Yeah, it makes you wonder, you know, uh, is there time for... Uh 
First Amendment reconsiderations because it's, you know, it's always was the other way. Just, you know, everybody should be able to speak their mind and free and everything else. Well, at what point does that become a political tool or a weapon that is putting everybody in a dangerous situation? Well, and they're speaking out more now because we do have the president that we do that is pro-gun. And so with that shift of events or that swing change of Mm -hmm. thinking there, they have to be more proactive in their voice. They're threatened. They're threatened by the fact that the Second Amendment is going to go on at least for another four years, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and then they, so they spend their time shaming and ridiculing not just the president, but anybody who supports him. I mean, it is all about ridicule and shame Mm -hmm. at this point. But when you go home at night, Sunday night, Sunday was emotional. It still is if I think about it. Um, Hold on. You're talking about last Sunday? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, When I went home and you start to watch some of the different coverage, and it didn't much matter what channel you flip to. It was basically the same thing because they just take this major feed and they put it into all your local news media. There's no individual journalistic event going on. And while they're hailing the fact that an individual chased after and potentially shot at that time. They didn't know if it was the the life-ending shot or not. They hailed him as being a victor, but yet what he went after was a person that just murdered many in a church. So, you know, they're promoting the fact that this guy did this. He was an individual person, owned a rifle, happened to be a rifle at this point in time, while on the other side, <laughs> this other guy just used a rifle in yeah. the worst way possible. Well, you you talk about the media for days and days, they wouldn't and couldn't bring themselves to say that the good guy shot the bad guy. We heard he confronted him. He engaged him. They tried to find every verb they could other than shoot. A friend of mine said, yeah, I saw where they said he engaged him. It looked to me like he just engaged the hell out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, there's no good that comes out of these things usually. Uh, but in a way, I'm kind of glad that the guy had an AR-15. Yes. It really levels a playing field for, for well, the uh, dialogue. Certainly. Yeah, exactly. For the dialogue, for the conversation. Tell you what, let's do this. Heiko's been uh, on hold for a little while. Let's do this before we get to our break. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to lose our caller. Out of Carson City, Nevada. Heiko, you're on Gun Talk. Hello, Tom. I just wanted to add into the gun, sh- gun show. I sent you an email a while back uh, in the light of the tragedy in Vegas, uh, they had a gun show at, at the Grand Sierra Resort, and they canceled it because of the closeness of the the Vegas shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, they're probably doing a knee-jerk reaction and, and doing all this uh, extra security and everything else. What the caller from Minden said, it was it's a little over the top. But uh, basically, I try to, every step, every every Wednesday, coffee and donuts, I, I put out your numbers. I, I took the liberty of copying your numbers don't lie about all the more guns and less gun violence. Mm-hmm. And I just make a copy of that and hand it out because even my regular people, they question guns all the time. So ah. I just thought uh, I try to do my part when you send me the emails and stuff and, and make sure that people have an idea of what's going on. And I just wanted to also give wish you a, a belated uh, happy birthday. You and I share the same day. Oh, where to go? Veterans Day. That's correct. Oh, I didn't know that, Tom. Excellent. Well, that Excellent. is cool, Heiko. Thank you very much. And thank you for getting the newsletter. It's um, 
for those who don't know, we try to put some information in there that you can use, and it's free. We send out an email once a week. If you don't like it, delete it. It's not a big deal. Uh, Heiko, you don't find that to be too offensive that uh, we send that out once a week. Is it useful? Uh, I, I really enjoy it. I, I, I even send that out to other people that are like-minded because, uh, you know, we need all the ammunition we can uh, send out. So there you have it. Well, I appreciate you. You can sign up over at GunTalk.com. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you two guys. Happy birthday to you. Heiko and Tom Jim. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I said Jim. Oh, I messed it all up. Yeah, well, I guess oh, okay. Okay. Um, you know, Heiko, we can't, we can't even get a decent birthday song out of these two. Holy smoke. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Short, short attention much. span or anything, Michelle? Yeah, I guess so. I'm staring into Jim's eyes, and it just oh, took God. me over. Oh, good grief. <laughs> God, that's, that's... I know. I'll be back. I have to run down. <laughs> Where's the Pepto-Bismol? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that digital Ipecac. How <laughs> about we had to break? I think that's the best cue ever. <laughs> Back in a sec. Want your next gun purchase to be fast and hassle-free? Well, at galleryofguns.com, you can search through thousands of models from our huge firearms inventory. Find a great offer from a local dealer that includes all fees and taxes. And there's no need to arrange a transfer. Gallery of Guns takes a small deposit on your credit card, and your gun will be at your chosen dealer in as little as 48 hours. Plus, your gun will be covered by our guaranteed lifetime replacement warranty. Galleryofguns.com. Search, find, buy. It really is just that easy. For tactical equipment for military, law enforcement, and shooting enthusiasts, look for the name Elite Survival Systems, creators of high-quality, intelligently designed products for concealed carry, discreet transport, and rigorous tactical uses. Elite Survival Systems knows there isn't just one method of carry that works for everyone. Elite offers a vast array of concealment products to fit your lifestyle, including holsters, belts, vests, pouches, slings, bags, backpacks, and cases. Find out more at EliteSurvival.com. having uh, taken our meds. <laughs> People have been asking us to get back on our meds for years. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Holy smoke. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what, uh, P- what PJ said about societal breakdown, etc., and he, and he mm-hmm. kind of touched on it, but I, I think a lot of it, a lot of it, I mean, I've said the women's lib thing for years, and I'm obviously pro-women. Um, I still hold doors for women, and, and I was raised right. I, I think a lot of that was lost when women's lib wanted equality. However, one thing he touched on, and we didn't go into detail, I think a lot of people are using, and, and they did it with cartoons back in the day, but cartoons was kind of like a Saturday morning thing. Now you've got Cartoon Network, and you've got all these other networks of, you know, constantly kids all the time. Um, and Xbox, they have become babysitters. Well, mom's got things to do. She's, she's online talking oh, yeah. to a friend. She's got this or that. Oh, yeah. just, you guys just put on the Xbox or something for an hour. I've got things they got to do. So I think it all and, comes into play. And, you know, and... It's frankly not easy to say, well, we're going to have only one of the parents work and one's going to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that, and I'm convinced, the, one of the big changes, the reason we have that now is because we are taxed at such a high level that it takes two incomes to end up with one income. Right. You know, I mean, in the 1950s, we had a tax rate of, what, 5% or something. It was like crazy low. Mm-hmm. And one income, you could have a house and two cars and all you needed. 
And when you're faced with paying 25, 30, 40%, I mean, by the time we're done with all of our taxes, if you talk sales tax and property tax, you're everything 50, else, yeah. we're all paying 50%. Yep. Well, uh, you know. And the average family size was much larger than on top of that. True. You know, now two, three children, probably, I don't know what the average is, but I would have to guess that's pretty close. Two, probably 2.6, and I was usually the 0. 0.6. <laughs> I'm not sawing any of my kids in half just to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> Here, we'll just, we'll just split this one. You can I'm, have half, I can have half. I okay, three good of them, deal. damn it. We'll raise them on that government funds we got out there. Right. But I, uh, I, I do think, to your point, Jim, that it's an easy pacifier of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the grocery mm-hmm. store, they're on the phone. You go to a doctor's appointment, and they've got an iPad or some kind of tablet in front of yes. them. Yes, it, and, and and we're talking about sometimes like... Four, five, six-year-olds right. with an electronic device in front of them. Now you, and sometimes younger. It's amazing. Now, really? I, I don't see a lot of that in, and I know this is a stereotype or a generalization, but too damn bad. Um, I've got a lot of friends that homeschool, and a lot of them have mm-hmm. an electronics policy where mm-hmm. you know they get a certain amount of time on electronics, so they're right. still you know kind of quote-unquote normal kids. But they they have you know they have a curfew they have a, a a time frame they can do it and the rest of the time is no electronics and it's direct interaction and That's and those kids seem a... seem to be raised uh, mm-hmm. and turn out to be good you know contributing members of society that aren't constantly on their phone and they're more aware of everything. It's a difficult thing for someone to make this huge commitment to homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, my granddaughters are homeschooled mm-hmm. and I you know. Completely unbiasedly, I think that they are fabulous. Uh, but to your point, yes, there is a electronic policy, and they just don't spend very much time at all in front of TV mm-hmm. or in front of screens. They just don't. I mean, we did for my birthday yesterday. We did a nature walk with the grand uh, girls, the granddaughters, mm-hmm. and you know, their idea of creativity is first you have to go find a walking stick in the woods. And so each of them, the four-year-old and the seven-year-old, each have their walking stick as we're walking around out there. You know, and they're finding turtles and minnows and, you know, this and that. And um, that's, you know, that's our idea of having a cool experience. So. Yeah, I heard something the other day. Back in my day, we had an iPad. It was called Outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, too, if, if parents aren't, paying attention to what is being taught on the public school side of things, there is so much opinion uh, that is being yes. expressed versus facts. Mm-hmm. And you can go on YouTube and you can find videos of a student and a teacher in conversation and engaged in deep conversation where a student has facts to back up their thought. Mm-hmm. And, and the teacher's like, well, that's just not right. Okay, so you're telling me that the encyclopedia has this information wrong or the FBI has mm-hmm. these stats mm-hmm. wrong because your opinion just is Just because this. you're older than me doesn't mean you're right, and it certainly doesn't mean you get to indoctrinate us. We had a, this was 20 years ago, we had a young woman on this radio show who in high school, the teacher was talking about how guns were a problem and guns did this and guns did that. And she said, no, that's not right. And it turned out she was actually, in high school, the manager of the local shooting club and had grown up shooting. And she had all her facts, and he just wouldn't hear of it. And she just said, no, you're wrong. And uh, 
He sent her to the principal's office, and the principal told her she was wrong. <laughs> so dad, her dad uh, went to the school board and challenged both of them in front of the school board, and the teacher and the principal denied saying what they had said. <laughs> but it got uh, basically they found out what was going on. And so the school board reversed it, and then the president of the school board, when it was all over, uh, went up to the dad and talked to him about wanting to go shooting with him. No. So, yes. Yeah. So, but th- there are children out there, but they have to be raised that way. How many children are told, just do what the teacher says, teacher's got to be right, sure. and the parent would never think of challenging. Now, the, the flip side of that is parents who are certain that their t- kids have never misbehaved at school. Even not my angel. Tell what's going on. Yeah, not my angel. Yeah, well, you want to see the video? Uh, right. you know, basically, the teacher's thinking, if I had a taser, I would have used it on this rat. But, uh. <laughs> we had a teacher actually get kicked out my senior year. This was his first year as a teacher, and yeah. he, he taught us all kind of stuff about the Catholic Church and it was a Catholic school, about the Catholic Church and about big business and everything else. And they tossed him. They, they didn't let him finish the year. They tossed him. Turned out everything he had taught us was right. It was just against their agenda. It just wasn't their dogma. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, huh, That's, interesting. Yeah, you got to, you know, and if you raise your kids right from an early age of giving them lots of information, but also giving them free reign to ask hard questions of adults. Where did you get that? Why do you think that? That doesn't gel with what I have heard before. Can you support that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, teachers, look, the reality is some people become teachers because they get to bully people. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. And we know that to be true. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's widespread. But we have all seen that in our educational career. Right. That and, we run into a, a bad teacher. Right. And that's not to slam all teachers, obviously. There's a bunch of them that. Yes, it is. That, I want to slam all teachers. Slam them all, yeah. Yeah, there, that's it. They're all rotten. My, my daughter's rotten. actually got my a My wife's a teacher. Come on. Right. <laughs> my daughter's got a couple of teachers that promote her, uh, arguing with them. They want good dialogue. Ah, nice. And, yeah, and they got her into quiz bowl and some debate stuff because of it. They're kind of nurturing that. They they want her to argue. You know, they want her to argue politely and with with substance, but they're promoting it, which I think is awesome. You know what? I'm just thinking about one of the things you want to do is give your children tools because you can say, well, you know, they should be able to challenge. But how would you challenge an adult? How would you challenge this information? And that's when you give them tools. And if you could say, you know, the t- just for an example, have your child understand, say, well, you know, that's not what I have heard would it be okay with you if I uh, prepared a report on what I've heard about that, and then I could present that, and then we could talk about it? Mm-hmm. That might be a way to go. Wording, yeah. You know, basically trying to be non-threatening of saying, hey, you, you poo head up there. Right. You know? Well, you know what? It boils down to sales techniques, because that's yes. really what we're doing. We're trying to be persuasive. We're trying to convince yep. somebody of our, of our way, and people, you know, back off at the term sales. But it's life. And if you can teach somebody basic sales skills, you don't jam somebody down just to try to get your point across. If you can say, you know, I, I understand your point. Um, however, that kind of gives them a little bit of credibility, yet you're dismissing him with your following hey, you start, comment. You start off with, well, I hear what you're saying, uh, you know, but there, here's another way to look at that, or here's something I have heard. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get somebody just wants to shut you down, basically a power play, that's a whole different deal. Right. But, you know, there you go. It's uh, Speaking of shutting us down, they're going to if we don't go to break here. Oh, oh okay. Well, let's go sell soap. Uh, 60 seconds, and then we're back. And now I want to talk about Veterans Day with Michelle. We'll be right back.
If you carry a gun, you need training. Your concealed carry class was definitely not training. But time, money, and obligations keep you from spending days at a shooting school. The trusted folks at Gun Talk can help. Concealed Carry One, our DVD featuring the Vada Group, covers what gun, what holster, how to carry, where to wear your gun, and much more. Visit ShopGunTalk.com. That's ShopGunTalk.com. Look, this really is life and death. Learn how to stay aware, how to get away, and how to fight if you must. At ShopGunTalk.com, you can get the two DVD set, including Fighting with the 1911 with Tiger McKee. No matter what gun you carry, this vital training info can save your life. Learn the draw, the stance, reloading, vital gear from Gun Talk. That's ShopGunTalk.com. ShopGunTalk.com. All right, so Michelle, yesterday, Veterans Day, you got uh, a few in your family. Yes, we do, yes. <laughs> do you guys do anything special for Veterans Day? What? Yesterday, actually, we were at work, so both my husband and I were, you know, working our retail store. So um, we just helped celebrate the veterans that came into our store, actually. We gave them free-range time when that's what they were coming in for. Yeah. Um, you know, an obvious gratitude. <laughs> it, it is one of those things anybody who has a member of the family that is in armed forces or was in armed forces mm-hmm. understands that it's not just that soldier that goes off. It's the whole family that kind of tags along with them. Mm-hmm. And it is a constant support. And so, you know, our, our, I guess when we look at it, it's the fact that we wouldn't have any of the rights to have this radio show to talk, to be able to shoot, to be able to do anything if it weren't for all the great members that went before them that laid down their lives to be able to give us the great country we have. You could even say we wouldn't have a country. Well, and in, in, in due diligence, we need to pay back by moving forward. We don't have to necessarily be a member of the military forces, but we for sure have the right to be able to speak out and work toward what we believe is true. So in a way, you know, we are that little bit of a militia, I guess, if I want to use that word. And, you know, we're soldiers in the fight to keep what we know is right and, and I guess, constitutionally involved I, going I, I on. Like, I like where you're going there, which is we who have not served in the military can serve the country by protecting and fighting for our rights, in our case, Second Amendment rights, speaking up, showing up, spending some dollars, uh, making sure you belong to the NRA and other groups. But more than that, showing up is the main thing. The most valuable commodity you have is your time because we all have exactly the same amount. I don't care if you're rich or you're poor, you all have the same amount of time. So when you go spend your time somewhere, people pay attention. When you show up at a city council meeting, or the legislature, or whatever, or these town halls that these uh, senators and congressmen have when they come back, showing up there and saying, what are you doing to help with reciprocity? Are you going to co-sign this bill? Are you going to push for this? Are you going to help us get reciprocity? Ask the question. I think, in, in a sense, maybe back to your point, Michelle, that's a form of serving. It is a form of serving, and I think that is what our forefathers laid their lives down for, was for that ability to fight for what we knew was right. 
but it's hard because it I have I have appointments and I have things I'm supposed to do and I, you know, and I've got a regular golf game that I need to go to. You know, every, in my case, it's once a year. You know, when but, you you <laughs> probably watch, explains your great score. <laughs> yes, no kidding. You watch these award shows and you look at the T-shirts that are worn and the messages. They might not be speaking out specifically about something in their words. But in a T-shirt that's worn where it says everything that needs to be said, I mean, there's mm-hmm. subliminal type of messages everywhere. And I think if we just keep humming our song and showing people how responsible we are, when you take into consideration the amount of people who own a firearm in our country, who are safe about it versus the amount of people who have gone and and it's tragic. These shootings are tragic. And that is what they're after. They're after that event. And so when you take that into consideration, it's a very small amount of the population that has this going on or that, you know, has affected all these others. So we just need to keep doing what we know is right. Keep marching the muddy fields. Keep, you know, I mean, just keep trudging on. You know, and and being visible, don't hide the fact that you're a, a gun owner. You know, wear your NRA pin or your hat and, uh, you know, speak up about, you know, safe, responsible gun rights. Invite people to go shooting, but also just be willing to mention it hey, with a smile. So what are you doing this weekend? Hey, I'm going to go shooting, you know, rather than saying, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go shoot with my buddies. Oh, you're and then people say, oh, you're a shooter, really? You know, where do you guys do that? And it, you'd be amazed how many times people are going to respond positively to it. We just we can't, can't, can't hide we have to be out there and we have to be proud about it i mean i've talked about this we kind of take a, a page from the lbgt community where you know you got to be out there and say look we're here we're gun owners we're we're the good guys and gals and we want you to understand that we are your you know your friend your, your co-worker your doctor your accountant you know practically you know what is it we say a half the people you know own guns mm-hmm. so yeah i i like the idea that's that's our form of getting the word out of, of serving in some form of fashion. Right. And and I don't mean to take away from Veterans Day by any means because I do honor all those who have enabled us to live the way that we do. I mean, we truly, if you don't think we have a great country, go visit somewhere that's not as fortunate. And, and stay. But if you don't protect what they fought for, then you're saying that it wasn't valuable and that their service wasn't valuable. And if we haven't learned the true lessons, maybe not necessarily out of a public school book, because you can only spend so much time on all these different items that they need to teach Mm -hmm. you. But outsource your information, go to a library, read these books, get into the nonfiction, get into the truth. The best thing that we can do to arm ourselves is to know our history. And to me, the left side is kind of a Nazi side. So read your history lessons. It's an interesting idea. Just while you're talking there, educate yourself, do your own self-study is kind of where I was going. And then I'm thinking, hmm, what about a gun talk book club? Hmm, That could be fun. Where we just talk about, okay, we're all going to, you know, we're going to look at Dave Copel's book and talk about that. Or we're all going to, it's a self-study, basically a study group. Hmm. I, I, I don't, that's as far, it just popped into my head, which, you know, 
a lot of things do. It should not be there. Uh, <laughs> This one perhaps maybe it's just nothing really holding the information in there. Yeah, that's right. And, and well, fortunately, I've got the headset on now, and it won't leak out until I take it off. <laughs> and you spoke it into a recording microphone, so now it's written it's down. One, one of those recording device <laughs> things. It's part yes. of history now, officially. <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah, I like that. The amount of authors that you have interviewed over just yeah. this year is incredible. I mean, I would venture to say there's at least six to eight of them that you have. Sure, probably you know, a dozen or more. Right. Yeah, really. Yeah. But see, we'd have to take it beyond that because it is a digital society, and there are a lot of people that don't read books. Right. And well, so you'd have to have a different, different, you know, either books on tape. So or, you can get a Kindle copy. Well, <laughs> you well, can get an audio book. Exactly. What about well, now? We we are really ramping up and doing a lot of live videos now. Mm-hmm. And with live video, people can do comments, real time comments on mm-hmm. Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we could do live video, group study, Second Amendment study, history study, civics, if you will, what used to be called civics, mm-hmm. with people asking questions and throwing thoughts out, and we could actually have guests on that way as well. It's kind of like radio for talk radio for video or something. I don't know. And then we have to forward it to all of those people who may not necessarily be on our nice list and make sure it gets to the well, other side so we're not just preaching to the choir. I'm afraid you have to just preach to the choir because you you really can't. If people don't want the information, there's no way to shove it down your throat. Well, right. No, they can pass it by. They don't have to click on your. But but I think what you do is you equip our army with intellectual ammunition, which is, you know, what we do here. Mm -hmm. Just basically what we're really talking about is finding another avenue to do a lot of what we do here. Right. If you Mm -hmm. don't have words, you have factual Items to back you're, up your. You're saying that there are no facts on Gun Talk Radio. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's exactly it. That was you're harsh. Gonna be, <laughs> just saying. Going to be posting a call screener one ad here any minute. <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm just working on my, uh, my troll name for this, Tom. Gun Free Me will be. I'll just pipe in and say, all oh, oh, you guys are whack jobs. <laughs> And I go, yeah, and what's your point? <laughs> yeah, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, Michelle will say, is that you again, Jim? Yeah, Jim. Really? <laughs> Come on, Jim, job security, there's other ways you because can do this. Every time he does it, every time he does it, he goes, he says, it's gun free Jim. Or, you know, no guns, Jim. Right. <laughs> Not bright enough to pull out that. So can, are, we, are, are we going to put in a swipe right, swipe swipe right, swipe left yeah. <laughs> potential? So we're like, oh, Jim. Jim, you got 35 yeah. identities. Jim, come on. You got free time on your hands. But, you know, I do think that to get back to all that and just dig down Support. Do what you know is the right thing to do. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Right. And, you know, yes, we do have to honor and help. And I don't think veterans, they should be a grandiosa one day and forget about them the rest of the year. Right. Because no. what our veterans are coming back with from these wars, I mean, Vietnam, people hated our soldiers. We've kind of come full circle except for the fact that now we don't even know how to support our soldiers because of everything that they have going on because of the lost limbs and everything else that they have to endure every day of their lives so to me every day should be veterans day yes Mm -hmm. the national holiday of it 
is fabulous. The amount of flags that you see driving down the road in our area here is fabulous. People are proud to be American. I'm not trying to steal Lee Greenwood's song, but you know, we just, we, we have to take it a little bit further. We have to do a little bit more. I agree. I like it. Every day is veterans day. I'm in the middle of reading, uh, Stephen Ambrose's D-Day book, very dense, very involved. But, boy, you read that and you go, yeah. just you know, And it's like that in every war, the, the deprivation, the, the, the hardship. Carnage. The, the, the carnage, all the rest of it. Um, and just go, wow. Uh, and World War II, we don't even think about hmm. yeah. that. I'm not, I, I don't know what it was like when they came back, but my sense is that there wasn't a huge let's take care of our veterans effort. No, but it was better than Vietnam. At least they had VA oh, programs and housing low, programs and yeah, stuff. Vietnam yeah. was the low point. Right. Yeah. And, no I, and I think it's weird when people now, they say, well, you know, Veterans Day, they're, they're going over there killing this, that, blah, blah, blah. You know, they make it sound like the vet made a choice to start a war. Right. You know, it's the government. It's not, it's not individuals. But without those individuals, we wouldn't have a government. Okay, and but then why? You to, then you say, okay, so would you be okay if we just said, oh, yeah, let, just let Hitler do what he wants to do? So, mm-hmm. but right. in, in, in that token, why do you think they signed up to be a soldier? It's not because they hate our country. It's because they believe so deeply and profoundly of where we came from and where we need to go that they signed up to give their life for that job. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't have them, then where would you be? Yeah. We wouldn't be talking right now. No. Which a lot of people probably thinking, well, <laughs> like, you know, in hindsight. Stop already. <laughs> and, and that, Michelle, is why so many people love you, even if they haven't met you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that because everybody else is thinking. Okay, there you go. Yep. All right. Well, you guys take care of yourselves. Uh, Michelle, you're going to be seeing more people signing up for your concealed carry classes if it hasn't ha- happened already. I'm thinking so, yes, sir. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I went around with it like it felt like there was a hole in me for about half the, this past week, yep. and I just finally had to get to the point where you go, okay, let's move on. Let's let's, let's take the positive out of this and make something of it. Kind of like we're talking about. Okay, you got to be a soldier and and doing good with this because this was for whatever reason. You know, somebody asked me. I did a lot of radio interviews this week. Somebody asked me about that. I said, you know, this one hit me harder than most, and. I, one of the reasons I think, maybe, I'm just trying to figure it out, is because the guy who went in to shoot these people in the church, troubled, had problems, needed help, if he had asked anybody in that church, they would have helped him. That was one of the horrors of the whole thing. Of, of all the people in the world, this is the group that would would have gone out of their way, invited him into their homes, you know. Mm-hmm. giving him food, giving him help, talk to him, giving him counseling, whatever he needed. It's just the whole evil irony of the whole yeah. thing. I don't know. Just This one was hard. And so I had, it took me several days to get over that and get to the point where I say, okay, what can we do to help? Maybe you can't ensure that it's never going to happen, but you can help people protect themselves and lessen the carnage if it happens again, when mm-hmm. it happens again. It does. In closing, I'd like to put out a challenge to our listeners. Yes. Take a vet to lunch. You go to local Mickey D's, you always see some guy with a Vietnam vet hat, a World War II hat or something. Buy him lunch. I like that. You know, just call the uh, the server over and say, hey, that table over there, uh, I'm picking that one up. And, uh, and what I, what's really cool is to do it without ever letting them know who did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool, too. 
Just, I just get it done and step out the door. Yep. You know what we need? That. We need a gun talk challenge coin. I like it. <laughs> mm. I like it. Can it have three sides? So if we're undecided, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jim in all the world. I guess there is a on. there is a ridge. <laughs> <laughs> to make the yeah. ridge the same diameter as the rest of it, will you? If, if you're, yeah. When you flip that, if it ends up on its edge, that's the day you go buy the lottery ticket. But, uh <laughs> Huh? Gun talk challenge. We can do that. I know how to. I know how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, okay, explain to people what a challenge coin is and what you do with it. Well, really, a challenge coin started in the military. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and oh, it's yeah, been absolutely. adapted into many other forms of life. I mean, military, police, fire. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's several other organizations that just kind of give them away. But whenever you're faced with a hard challenge or you've been given I guess a task that somebody didn't think you could actually perform and you came out on the stunningly good side of everything, they would give you this coin and you would carry it in your pocket and you would have it forever to remind you, you won the challenge. And if you show up at a bar with your buddies and you don't have your challenge coin, you have to buy. Ooh, I like that. Oh yeah. That's, that's a deal. That's a real thing. Huh? Oh yeah. I like it. Which worked for us because it says Jim doesn't drink. We'll just have him always buy for us. <laughs> well, at least drive us home. <laughs> and Jim, that, and Jim, that's frightening. And Jim will drink in the right situation. <laughs> and since we're all only, luscious. Only, only when he's driving. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Negatory. Oh, boy. All right, well, we'll let you guys go. Get out there, take somebody to shooting. And uh, I like all the challenges that are coming out. And I think we take these low points, cycle them around in your head, and you come out and you say, okay, so what am I individually, not what are we, what am I going to do to make one little teeny corner of the world better as a result of this? Yeah. I'm going to lunch. that's where we are. You're going to lunch. I'm fine enough that. You bet. All right, good deal. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Tom, happy birthday. We love you. Thank you so much. But not enough to sing well to. <laughs> no the right kidding. name. It wasn't that. Yeah. Happy birthday, dear. What's his what? name? What? So what? <laughs> I do, though. You're an awesome guy. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. See you. Bye. Well, that wraps up another Gun Talk After Show. But if you want even more gun-related stuff, don't forget to check out Gun Dealio. It's the app for Apple and Android phones that connects you to all the Gun Talk shows, plus even more. And we'll catch you next time for the Gun Talk After Show.